0: We have a special guest joining us today and this is in honor of Black History Month. We have Dave Baker who is here joining us on philanthropy today, Dave. This is your second time here on on the podcast and it's a delight to have you back.
1: Well, it's good to be back.
0: Well, we're going to talk about Black History Month and you've been engaged in this community since you were born. Correct, and you came. Uh, this is almost a relic. It's called Narratives of Ebony, Manhattan, Kansas, nineteen eighty eight calendar. And uh, the idea here today is to talk about some of these pillars of the of the community uh, who are African American, and we're just going to come down and go down this list and talk about some people of of great significance in the history of Manhattan.
1: Well, the people that are in that calendar were very prominent back in that time and they did some amazing things
0: well let's start with madeline solinger
1: well miss madeline she lived uh, i lived right across the street from her she lived on manhattan avenue right there at 12th and yuma and uh she was just uh she was one of those ladies that was involved in the church and, and and everything else that went on in the black community and uh but she was just one of those people that that uh made good things happen and uh, so I was very small young when when I've met her but she's our next door neighbor and 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 I know she just did a number of good things for the black community back in the day.
0: Mm-hmm. You must have had a really close personal connection then too. I
1: did because uh, we live right across the street and uh, her oldest son was the same age as my one of my older sisters and so uh, you know we saw Miss Selinger daily but but she was very prominent in doing things in the black community.
0: Wallace Kidd. I remember Wallace Kidd. What a great guy.
1: Well, Mr. Kidd, uh, he started this company called Anapest, and that was a bug extermination, uh, you know, back in the day, long before any of the big companies that we see today, Orkin and some of these others. And, uh, but he was way ahead of his time, and of course, with that, he became a very prominent person in, in not only in the black community, but in, in Manhattan as as community as a whole. And uh, so I knew him quite well.
0: I see. He was a county commissioner for Riley
1: County. Yes, uh, I think he 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 ran for that, and, and like I said, he 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 did a lot of things for the community, not just the black community.
0: And he left quite a legacy. Yes, he did. Absolutely, a name that many sports enthusiasts will recall is George Giles, and and I've I've heard of the George Giles legend. So tell me more about George.
1: Well, I was young at the time, but Mr. Giles, uh, he was a very good friend of my dad's. And uh, for people that don't know, he was a great baseball player. He played in the Negro Baseball League and, uh, and was probably one of the best players that played. Originally, I think he was from Junction City and moved to Manhattan. And uh, he had a tavern down on 9th Street. and uh, But also, his house is on Yuma Street, uh, just a, uh, a couple doors down from the Douglas Center. And uh, his house was one of those homes that uh, dignitaries stayed in uh, when they came to Manhattan because back in those days, back even when I was younger, you know, there was two hotels in Manhattan, the Wareham Hotel and the Gillette Hotel, and um, African-American and black people couldn't stay at those hotels. So Mr. Giles housed a number of dignitaries that came to Manhattan, but he was mostly known for his baseball. And uh, I do know that there was a black baseball team here that he and my dad played on, and I was a bad boy on that team that played many <laughs> games over Griffith Field. Uh-huh. And uh, they used to play all the neighborhood uh, surrounding towns on Sunday on Sunday nights. And so, uh, so but Mr. Giles was, was quite a baseball player as well as a businessman here in Manhattan.
0: I understand he's a pretty good sized dude.
1: He was. He was. He was a big man. Played first base. And like I said, uh, if you went back and looked at the stats in Negro Baseball League, uh, he, he was right up there. It's, it, it's it, one of the best.
0: This is a unique calendar, and, and we're getting a lot of history of some, some remarkable in- individuals in the black community and in the history of Manhattan. James Boyer is next.
1: Well, Dr. Boyer, I met Dr. Boyer when I was coaching here at K-State, and uh, he started a church called Fellowship Temple, which is still here today, and I believe he was one of the first black uh, doctors, uh, professors at K-State, and um, so I, I attended his church, and uh, but he was, he became very prominent in manhattan and did very very many positive things for this community
0: samuel c jackson and, I, and I'm, I'm reading through this just briefly as a kind of overview of everything what a remarkable legal career he had
1: i know that he had that uh, i did not know him personally but i know he did many many good things uh, in that in that arena
0: well, he was part of the legal team for uh, Brown versus, versus the cor- Topeka Board of Education. Correct. correct. Also, um, he's been recognized uh, by a number of presidents, Linda B. Johnson, Richard Nixon, Ronald Reagan.
1: And, you know, the, the, the funny thing about that is people don't know that he was from here.
0: And, and, and that's one name, honestly, that's, that's new to me.
1: But he he was a special, he was special.
0: Yeah. Flority Pettis. I remember Flority. Flority was, I I, I met her when she was on the school board. And what a delightful woman.
1: I knew her. uh, She was a hairdresser. And so that's how I knew her. Of course, she was a good friend of my mom's. And and so, um, I mean, she was just another one of the pillars of the community.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So she was involved in a lot of things. Human Relations Board, uh, the Pilgrim Baptist Church, a lot of things there. Randall Keel.
1: Mr. Keel was uh, way before my time, and and, and I can't speak a lot to him, but I do know that he was very prominent in the early days of of the black community in Manhattan.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this goes back to he was born in 1864 and a lot of different things about him. Uh, He was at a meeting of the Board of Education of Mm -hmm. Manhattan when the question arose about the necessity for building a separate grade school for colored children.
1: Yes. And that was in 1903 that I think that that they started that and that school was built in 1904. and, And that's that was Douglas School that still stands today.
0: The name Douglas School, the name for the school, Douglas, where does that come from? It
1: came from the Frederick Douglass, and if anyone knows um, Martin Luther King, Frederick Douglass was way before him, who did mm-hmm. just unbelievable things at a time that was almost impossible for a black man to do.
0: And that was pre-Civil War? Yes, yes. And he was involved in a lot of national debates, and, and a profound speaker, from what I understand.
1: And uh, just a tremendous individual. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, this has been delightful so far, and we're just getting to the through this calendar. We're on the month of August now. Mert Hanks,
1: Mert, uh, I knew Mert and uh, quite well. He was the same age as my older brother Jess, and uh, I was gone at the time. But Mert was the first Black mayor, I believe, in Manhattan, Kansas. Really, and so uh, he 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 did some wonderful things for this community.
0: So I understand he was elected to the city commission in nineteen sixty nine. The first African American to be on the Manhattan City Commission served as mayor twice, and he looks like he served several terms.
1: I just know that he was the first black mayor of this community, and that that's to do that at that time was is is outstanding.
0: Absolutely. Well, the, the next one is someone you probably have a little bit more insight in. His name is Jesse Baker. Tell me about your dad.
1: Well, uh, he was definitely a very special person, not only for the black community but for the community as a whole. He coached baseball. Uh, he was one of the original founders of the youth baseball here, in the early in the forties, and uh, that was his passion. He loved he loved the game of baseball, and and uh, and even though he's gone, you know, hardly a, a week or a month goes by where someone doesn't say, Dave, was Jesse Becker your dad? I said, yes, they played for my dad. Huh. So he he made an impact on many, many lives in this town coaching youth baseball. And uh, and, uh, and again, he was also one of the pillars of the black community you know, for, for the time he, he lived.
0: But also in the city of Manhattan, in City Park, there's Jesse Becker Field.
1: And that, that was probably one of the most... Uh, i guess great things that happened to our family is for him to be recognized and and to know that that field is still there to this day and uh, people know that you know what jesse baker did and what he gave to this community
0: can we get personal here real quick and talk about our our shared interest in trains you have a facsimile of jesse baker field on your garden train out in your backyard
1: i do and um you know th- my love for trains, I guess, came from living close to the railroad track. Yeah, yeah. so uh, A lot of people don't know that uh, Fort Riley Boulevard was the Rock Island railroad track. When I grew up and it went away, when they put in Fort Riley Boulevard, I think in the 80s. 80s. Mm-hmm. And, um... But we used to have to, and then of course the Union Pacific Railroad, which is that track is still there. And Griffith Field sat between those two tracks. And so we we lived at Griffith Field. And so uh, we spent a lot of time uh, dealing with the trains. And and I want to think that might be where my love for trains came from. I do remember when I was about eight or nine years old, my dad, we caught the train here in Manhattan and went to St. Louis uh, to visit my Uncle David. And uh, so, I don't know, and the one thing I remember about that trip to this day is when we got on the train, I remember the conductor saying, all aboard, and and, and I still see that when, even when I was that young, so um, I, I'm, I guess that might be where my love for trains came from. Hmm. I know my mom used to get on us all the time about crawling underneath the trains to go to the ballpark, <laughs> because we never knew when it was going to sure. take off, and and so, um, but but trains are fascinating
0: yeah yeah let's get back to our calendar here we got uh, i think three more left marvin butler
1: marvin uh was in charge of uh urban renewal here and uh he's a year younger two years younger than me he's the same age as my younger brother wendell and uh so i know that he was in charge of urban renewal when they when they did uh, for Raleigh Boulevard, hmm. and then the railroad, took out the railroad track. And so um, he, he did a lot of good things here for the community.
0: There's a man here, and uh, he's still around today, and I think he's doing well, Verl Schweitzer. He's a, he's a K-State legend.
1: I remember Viral when I was a kid sneaking in the Memorial Stadium to see him play football. And, uh, of course, uh, when I came back to coach baseball at K-State, he was working at K-State at the time and was kind of a mentor for me there. And uh, we actually... Opened up a barbecue place out by the bowling alley. Really? There was a building out there called the Catskiller, which used to be, a, I think, it was a beer joint, and it was underground. And we opened up a barbecue place. We had it for a couple, two, three years, and did okay. But it, it, it. Uh, as time went on, I'm trying to coach and win baseball games. It was. It, it, it took a little time. So, but uh, so I've known Verl ever since I was. Uh, very young because i remember seeing him play and of course i worked with him at k-state when i was coaching at k-state so and uh, and i think he's t- he's still doing he's still here
0: yeah yeah and uh, the last one on our uh, our calendar let me start that over again the last one on our calendar is queen madison
1: I knew Miss Madison. Uh, she was uh, the uh, the wife of Reverend Madison at Pilgrim Baptist Church. And uh, I know she did, I was gone at the time, but she did a lot of tremendous things for the community. And uh, matter of fact, I think she started the dinners uh, that they served at the uh, Douglas Center over the noon hour for seniors. And so, uh, but she was a very community oriented person. And, and um, so she brought a lot to the community.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, this has been a delightful discussion. I mean, there's There's a lot of people that have been significant African-American, made, there are a lot of people as, let me say this again, there are a lot of African-Americans that have made significant impacts in our communities since then, but in honor of Black History Month, it's neat to look back at some of these that most of them still, uh, you know, are, most of them are not here any longer, but it's good to look back and see the significant contributions they made in what was probably a much more difficult time.
1: I would definitely agree with that, and I would also say, uh, in addition to that, had they not made the sacrifices that they made back then to make this a better place, we wouldn't be here doing the things that we're doing today. And my, as I've come back to Manhattan, I've been back since 2011, my goal was to make sure that we remember the things that were done previously for us to be where we are today. Yeah. And uh, we've kind of been able to do that, and uh, but it's got to continue. It can't stop. You have to. But I said you have to make people keep people aware of what's happened and what's going on to make things better for the future.
0: Well, this has been a delightful conversation here, Dave. I mean, I've learned quite a bit in just a little bit of time. Uh, you know, reading through this calendar, it's it's narratives of Ebony uh, from 1988. It was put together by James E. Butler, and that's uh, that, I I love this type of history.
1: Well, there's no saying about history. If you don't preserve it and it goes away, it never comes back. So I think it's very important to, to always remember how you got to where you are today. And it is, it's about history.
0: Speaking of history, let's talk real quickly about a special event that's coming up in a few months, Juneteenth. And I know you're very involved in, in gearing up for that.
1: We are having meetings as we speak. Uh, we meet every Tuesday. Uh, we've got a great committee. And uh, I can't really tell you what all is going to happen quite yet, but we're looking forward to another big Juneteenth as we've had in the past. And now that it is a national holiday, it should be even bigger than what we've done in in recent years, so we're looking forward to that
0: third Saturday of June.
1: Yes, correct.
0: And all the will all the activities be going on in Manhattan City Park we'll, again?
1: We'll start back at the. Activity Center, like we did this past year, Center. and then we'll, we'll move. Actually, we're looking at three days. Wednesday, uh, uh, maybe a special speaker. Thursday, uh, uh, an auction on an art. And then uh, Friday night is Arts in the Park, which is part of mm-hmm. Juneteenth. And then Saturday is our big day. Wow! So it's all in the planning stages, but it's going to be bigger and better than it's ever been.
0: Sounds like it. I mean, it's been growing the last several years.
1: it's it's something again it's one of those things that it's about history and if you don't preserve it once it's gone it doesn't come back
0: well dave thank you for not only sharing some history uh here during black history month uh on philanthropy today but thank you for your engagement and your love for this community
1: well this is where i started and this would probably be where i am and so it's a good place to be
0: Keep up with Philanthropy Today by following or subscribing to our podcast on your favorite apps. To learn more about the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation, visit our website at mcfks.org. Philanthropy Today is produced by at Astracast. Follow us online at Astracast.com.